Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 29th of November 2015. Here's missionary Tom Hastings. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, <clears throat> for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Our Lord and God, we thank you for cleansing. We thank you for forgiveness. Lord, it was at a terrible price, the blood of your own Son, Jesus Christ, that we are cleansed, that we are forgiven. And God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, encourage us to be full of joy. And not to be upset, not to be uh, full of wrath, but Lord, truly to be full of joy and forgiveness and love. We thank you for that all, and I thank you for the attendees of the people here tonight. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. Of My sermon tonight is to be slow to wrath. Being slow to wrath. Uh, the, an angry man stirreth up uh, strife. Proverbs said in uh, Proverbs 29, verse 2. And actually, many have, have pictured our generation that we are in today, our age, as an angry age. People being upset. Uh, we hear of road rage, where people come and get upset. Somebody drives a certain way and doesn't do the way this, and they get all upset. That's one thing that we really enjoyed when we were in Okinawa in October for a, a week, is the people were very slow. They were very peaceful. Uh, it, was, it was interesting, a different age, a different way they do. Uh, I think of uh, the movie shows that where people win when they get really angry, when they lose control and do something, and then it works out to good. Think of the Hulk, you know, when he comes and he gets really upset and he turns into this green monster and he, he comes out and, and there's good things that come out of that. Well, we need to think that really God looks at things different. Uh, cartoons, even for little children, people get really upset, you know, and, and this is all uh, justified and just funny. But, you know, God condemns the wrath of man. God condemns it. And we want to look at that tonight because we all have to deal at different times with getting upset. 
I'm, I'm basically, people talk about me being a very uh, slow to wrath, a, a very seldom ever uh, getting very angry about things. But, you know, we all at different times have gotten upset about things. And there are times that God is, gets upset about this. But we want to look about what God uh, says about this. Uh, God condemns the wrath of man. Our verse here, in verse 20, it says, uh, well, let's read verse 19 and 20 together because they really fit together quite well. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. I have seen some of the uh, biggest problems in churches where I've pastored and been involved in through the years when people get upset and lose control and get mad. That's where some real damage is done within a church. And so we need to realize that that uh, being careful, being slow to speak, uh, that's one thing that God has taught me is to be slow to respond to things many times to wait. And get, let hear the whole thing, not just hear one thing that we're upset about, but people have reasons, they have areas that they came from that causes them to do and to act like they do. Uh, God's Word also tells us in, in Proverbs 14 and verse 7, He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. We should not be quick to be upset about things. I remember one time with uh, my daughter, we were doing wallpapering in our house in Mulheim Kerlish, and uh, we were putting up the wallpaper and we're cutting it the right distance. It comes down and it was overlapping the board at the bottom. And I did not talk to my daughter, but we were leaving that little bit at the end that overlaps the foot to let it dry. And after it's dry, it will cut quite easily. When it is wet, you cut it, it tears. And I did not, she went along and she saw it was sitting there and so she cut it. And I got upset at her because that was another, had to be redone altogether. Uh, but later I had to go back and apologize to my daughter because in the moment that I got upset about it, she did not do anything trying to cause a problem. She was just trying to do the work. And I was upset because I saw the problem it caused for me. And so I would have been much wiser to realize she is much more important than that wallpaper. And this is one thing we come. When we get upset at people over things, and many times we're saying that what they did was more important than they are. And I tell you, that's a message that we don't want to give people. And then also in Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 9, God's word says, Be not hasty in thy spirit to be anger, angry. For anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Now I think that uh, none of us wants to be known or to be in fact a fool. I don't know about you, I don't want to be a fool. And so we need to look at this concept of being calm, of being not angry, and not becoming a fool. Uh, we are all angry at different times and guilty of this. So, um, many times people excuse their anger as I just couldn't help it. Uh, it's just what happened. It, it just 
But you know, we are responsible for our actions. We are responsible for our words. And when it happens to us, we need to not excuse it. We need to ask forgiveness. We need to get and ask God to change us, to help us with our anger. Uh, the, the Bible, all anger is not sinful. People, God's word tells us in Ephesians 4 and verse 26, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Talking about coming and uh, we can be angry. It's much a, a, of a concept. Well, let's think of it in, uh, my, I remember my first Baptist pastor told me about it. He says, you know, there's different thoughts that come through. There's dim, different temptations. You see something in, uh, something immodest, for example, that it comes through and that it catches your eye. That's not, that, you turn away, you give it, that's just that's like a bird that flies over your head. I mean, you can't help it. It flies over your head. But you don't have to let one of those nest in your hair, you know. It's a difference between you take that second and third look and when you come and, and let things nest within you. And so things happen, but we need to confess it and forsake it. Uh, and one thing, we need to deal with anger. Sometimes we get in relationship with people and there comes a disagreement between us. Uh, uh, actually, men and women, we think so differently. It's really amazing that any two couples, any couple can live together and really be joyful and happy. It's a miracle because we think so differently. And so there comes the disagreements and we come from different backgrounds. But we need to come and realize uh, that things can come up and be quick to uh, seek forgiveness. Be quick to seek, uh, actually, uh, I'm thinking in German now, I have to work on it. But uh, have to get reconciliation, to have a joy in that. You know, even when you have little fusses about things, if you can come and turn that into a time of sweet forgiveness and reunion, uh, it's got brought some good things. But we come and look at these things. Uh, be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. If something is really bothering you, work this out. Come and find it. The answer and the healing from the matter. Not to let it come and dig roots and grow roots into our souls. God's wrath rests upon all out of Christ. Uh, the Word of God tells us in John 3:36, He that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Uh, that's a basic fact. Uh, it's not that God wants to have wrath on them. God is not willing that any should perish. He wants all to be saved. He wants to give His grace and mercy. But the fact is that those who do not receive His Son, the, the wrath of God is without doubt upon them and will last for all eternity if they fail to receive His Son, Jesus Christ, as Savior. You know, many of God's chosest servants have also had uh, angry. Moses, you know, pleaded for Israel on Mount Sinai. And then he was used of God. He had to destroy 3,000 of the guilty because their sin had to be purged. You know who the first one was to break the Ten Commandments? Was Jesus Christ. I mean, was Moses. He came down. He was upset at what was going on down there. And he threw down the tablets and broke them. Uh, that, I would say, was something done in anger. And he had to go through and do it again. But 
things happen like that. Paul was also wrathful as a sorcerer sought to, uh, sought to turn someone from the faith. And he said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right way of the Lord? That's in Acts 13, verse 10. Paul and Moses were spoken. But there's a difference. There is a godly wrath for things that are done against God. But there's something about when we deal with what's done against us, we need to give that up to God. Uh, people come and they talk and say, well, he's done this, he's done that, and we have all done things for which we are, are sorrowful. But uh, we need to realize we deserve a whole lot more uh, punishment than what we ever get. And Jesus himself was angry as he drove the money changers from his temple. You know, God never sins in his anger, for it is because of sin and those who will not be separated from it. Uh, a key is a temperance or self-control. Proverbs 25 and verse 28, God's word says, He that hath no rule over his spirit is like a, a city that is broken down and without a wall. Without a wall, without protection. If we fail to have keep ourselves under control, we are to be kept under God's control. Nowhere is man's wrath, for man's hurt or honor condoned. Man's wrath is foolishness. Righteous anger for zealous or zealousness for God's honor and testimony is accepted. There are some exceptions. We read here also in James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Uh, let every man, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Slowness in anger is often commended, commanded and uh, commended by God, something that we take time at, at, to do. In Proverbs chapter 16, in Proverbs chapter 16, and verses uh, 32, 16 and verse 32, God's word. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Boy, to be have ourselves under the control of God. It's much like our tongue. Actually, the tongue uh, is a wicked thing, according to God's word, also here in James. But it says, no man can control it. But I tell you what, God can tame our tongues. He's the one that can control us in all things. And by the way, others will use our anger to control us. And that's the thing we need to be uh, aware of. Look with me here in Proverbs chapter 25. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that's broken down and without walls. We, we lose control. Not even as friends are we, uh, are, uh, are we to be angry. Look with me in Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs 22 and verses 24 and 25. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man thou shalt not go lest thou learn his ways and get a snare for thy soul. 
Being a furious or an angry person is one who loses, actually uh, gets a snare for his own soul and will be caught and cause problems too. Uh, it's very important. Anger will defile our lives and our usefulness for God. Jesus Christ spoke very clearly on this important subject in Matthew chapter 5. Look with me in Matthew chapter 5. Matthew 5 and uh, verse 21 and 22. You have heard it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. There's great danger in losing our control of our temper. As someone said, you need to not lose your temper because nobody else wants to find it. You know, we need to be careful with our temper, with getting upset about things. And be careful that God keeps us under his control. Anger can lead you and others to hell. Uh, all men's anger is really against God. Because God is working everything in our lives. There's many things we need to learn through situations, hardships that God brings into our lives. And so uh, we need to look and be thankful that God will let it all work together for good as we trust Him. God is truly in control. And so it's important to have our tempers under God's control. You may say, well, I just can't help it. Sometimes I lose control, I get mad, and it just happens. Uh, but, you know, uh, that isn't really true. Uh, God can control us. God's Word uh, tells us that it is an unruly evil, and no man can tame it. But God can control. By Him is nothing impossible. We need to realize that we have the power and the ability of Christ living within us, and He is able to control everything. We think of the uh, apostles one time as they were in the ship, and uh, basically many of those were uh, professional fishermen. They were used to, to oceans. They were used to storms. But they were in a storm so controlled, so terrible that they were fearful. And they thought they were going to go under. They woke up Christ. He was asleep. And one word of Christ, he came up and said, Peace be still. And they had a great still there. And the same thing is true with our spirits, with our anger. We can get upset as we come to God and we say, God, please help me. I've got, I can't control this. And God loves to have that control. And we can honor and glorify God through this. Yes, the Sadducees uh, didn't know the power of God. Jesus said to them that they greatly erred for two reasons. They didn't know the scriptures and they didn't know or experience God's power. And I tell you, we, that shows our great need of a daily time in God's word and God's prayer. That we might know more of the power of God. The controlling and victorious uh, working of God's spirit and word within our hearts. By the way, in any problem that we have, and we have different problems, different temptations, different particular uh, attacks that come to us in our lives. And it is always good to learn Bible verses that deal with these different temptations. 
these different problems. Learn them by heart. Let them come. And when the problems come, then temptation comes. We can recall these promises of God to come into our lives to control us and to give us the strength and wisdom to do what's right. You know, Jesus said that with men it is impossible for many things to be saved, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. That's Mark 10 and verse 27. And we need to come with our impossible situations, our impossible weaknesses, and give them at Jesus' feet and let Him give us a victory that He alone can give. Do you really want to be free from your anger, from the hurt and the bitterness and the, the deep pains that have been caused to others? All our best efforts are useless until by God's grace and power we disregard our pride and meet God's conditions no matter what the price. Yes, in Matthew 5 and verse 21 and 22 here, as we looked at this, Matthew 5, 21, 22, you've heard that it was said uh, by them old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill uh, shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. God help us to have our tongues and our anger under the Lord's control and healing. May we truly be a peacemakers. God blesses the peacemakers and those that are willing to be used of God to help others. Yes, uh, it is possible to... Uh, be a city without walls, no protection? Uh, or do we destroy our own soul? Reading here further in verses 23 and 24, it says, uh, it gives a, a further instruction about our lives. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, First be con, uh, reconciled with thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. It's important that we are at peace with our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's important that we come and take any offense, whatever it is. If you recognize that someone has something against you, go to them. Many times other people are not aware at all of the uh, insult or the injury that they have caused to you. They do not have any concept that's going on. This is something that's happened, and you may be the only one aware of it. This is why it's so good to go to a person individually. Talk to them. If it's something that burdens your heart, burn your heart to them, open to them, and let, let uh, be reconciled at that point so that you can come forward and give your service to God. Be used of God. Uh, it's so important. Many times when we come, and I've seen it too often in a church, in a relationship, something is said, something is done, and somebody is offended. Well, first of all, in Psalm 119, 165, the Word of God says, Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. You know, if we get offended, basically we've got a problem. We need to get it straightened out and, and take it to them. But God, come and get these things straightened out with God, uh, that with the people, uh, to come and get it forgiven. 
and to bring it to God, that God gets his blood over it. It is our honor to overlook an offense. And many times as a person comes and has no idea, sometimes it's done purposely, sometimes they have no idea that there's any offense made. And as you go to them and go uh, prayerfully, whenever you've got something that you need to talk to a brother or sister about in, or in, in your, that's between you, first of all, be sure you pray. You pray that you, and consider in your life, Many times there are things that we have done that cause offense to others. And to come and to seek that and to be open to that. And, and maybe that something will happen and you'll think, well, you know, I said this or I did that. Maybe that offended them. Go first of all and, and see if there's any part of your relationship that might be out of order from your side. Confess that to the other person. Ask forgiveness. Ask for cleansing. And many times if we go at it in this attitude, God will speak to the other person. And they will come and they will come, come from themselves and then ask your forgiveness for whatever it was that they said. And many times it is not anywhere near what you think it was that they meant to do when they, the offense took place. It's good to come and get things cleared out. Uh, that will, in our, our prayers, to have greater power with God, greater influence Influence with other people when we get things straightened out between us and others. And I tell you, how going to, we can sleep better at night when we have a clean conscience that we've got everything straightened out between us and God and our people. That needs to be so true. And it's so true also between a couple, a married couple, to come and get things straightened out. Uh, come humbly. Come seeking to find uh, uni unity in forgiveness and reconciliation. But you know, we all have our, our problems. I think most of us here tonight are saved, but we don't know for sure. And I tell you, if you are at offense with God through something you've never gotten your life completely cleared out and open with God, you've never had the cleansing of coming to Christ as your Savior, believe me, that is the greatest privilege on this earth is to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. He has done all he can to come and, and provide a salvation, a complete and total salvation. Uh, as uh, the pastor was talking about with the uh, Romanians this evening, talked about uh, all that God did to provide a, uh, a hedge about the, his people, about, uh, first of all, Job, but also about his church. He talks about that. He came and he, he did so many things. He got the stones out and he built a, a cellar. He built a tower to protect it. And he did so many things. You see, Jesus Christ has done so much for us. He's paid a tremendous price. He's given us a wonderful word. He's given us a wonderful salvation. He's given us a Holy Spirit to come and to live with us, to guide us, to empower us. And we need to make use of these things. We need to accept them humbly and depend upon him. And believe me, he will work it all to his glory and to our good. And we have the privilege of knowing and living in su with such a wonderful Savior. Let's look to the Lord tonight in prayer. Let's stand for prayer. Our Lord and God, I come tonight and those are great truths. And Lord, how if we, we've had the times when we have lost control, where we have gotten upset. And God, I'm glad tonight 
for the cleansing and the forgiveness, for the reconciliation that is possible through your blood, through your great salvation. Lord, help us not to live in self-will and anger and being upset about things, but Lord, help us to live in your peace and your joy and your forgiveness. Lord, we need it personally. We need this reconciliation and unity in the family. We need it in the church. And God, we need to present it to this world as a way of salvation for them. God, help us to be used that. And I thank you for this church, this pastor and the families here that are determined to pay a price to reach their community and to reach the world for Christ. May you bless them greatly. And I thank you for the privilege of being here with them in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you.